Welcome to Highly Questionable. We've got a lot to talk about today. My eyebrows are singed from that halftime show. I, they were smoking during that halftime show. Let's get started. Did Andy Reid and the Chiefs win it, or did Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers blow it? I don't want to do that today because those were two exceptional football teams playing exceptional football that we saw yesterday, and we were seven minutes away from being like, why is that the worst game we've ever seen Patrick Mahomes play? Not in a big spot, period. We haven't seen any bad games from him, and the reason that happened is because the San Francisco 49ers did that to him. But if you're going to criticize San Francisco, the place that you do it is here. It's how they ended the first half, not trusting their quarterback, and then going to the macro of in the second half when we only have a few possessions throwing the ball every time with that quarterback we don't trust I feel like that's a fair criticism today and it has a lot to do with why Patrick Mahomes was able to do that to him at least in part because there was a blown coverage on a third and 15 that he made a great play on but if that coverage doesn't get blown San Francisco wins that game and is able to run the ball out Yeah, no, Shanahan abandoning the run late with three timeouts, right? You ran the ball going into the two-minute warning as though time was not an issue, and they came out of it on the back end saying, Jimmy Garoppolo, dude that we have parked in the second half for the entirety of the playoffs, it is your world. You go show them that you were right about this and not them, and guess what? I was right, dog. I turned out to be right. We all turned out to be right because this game came down ultimately in the end, right, to can Jimmy Garoppolo get this done for you? And apparently the one guy who thought he could get it done in the fourth quarter was the guy who didn't think he could get it done in the second quarter, and that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I disagree with you guys on that. I think what he was trying to do was take pressure off of Jimmy Garoppolo by making him throw when they still had the opportunity to do play action. Like the ball batted down by Chris Jones really changed the complexion of this game. Then he gets into situations where he has to throw and at the time at the end of the second quarter when he was being conservative and foregoing the two-minute drill I thought that was a risky move but I actually thinking about it I thought it was a smart move you don't trust your quarterback don't let him go out there and give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes because then you're going to go in down at the half I find it easy to criticize him but when I look deep each of these decisions I feel like they were the right ones you don't want to force Jimmy to throw when he has to throw that's why you do play action on second and five rather than running it again But how do you wind up your last 15 plays, 11 of them being Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball? That's what's odd. Because, look, if you were in a position where you felt like you needed a big play, a 20-yard play, who was really more likely to get that for you, Jimmy Garoppolo or Raheem Mostert, based on what we've seen? I would say, though, Dominic, as you disagree with us, uh, the Garoppolo stats at winning time, never mind that Mahomes can score like a power cable, three touchdowns in seven minutes. At winning time, Garoppolo was trusted to throw the football, and it's an interception, it's taking a sack, and it's 30 yards of passing. Some of that's got to fall on him, no matter how they're using him. How about that time in the first half he threw an interception, largely because he threw the ball with his eyes closed? His eyes were closed and he threw the ball in the Super Bowl. How should the 49ers feel about what they have in Jimmy Garoppolo? Bomani is going to have some strong opinions here. And the thing that you have to worry about if you're the 49ers and you've built a very nice team and you have a good structure and coach is the fact that you've got $23.8 million in base salary to this guy 
while the Chiefs pay $735,000 in base salary to Mahomes. Even the cap hits are hugely different. And if you're playing against this team for the future with all your young players and they've got Mahomes at value, suddenly they look like the Seattle Seahawks when they had Russell Wilson at value and can spend money all over the place. The San Francisco 49ers don't take an enormous dead cap hit if they simply get rid of Garoppolo and start over with someone else. I'm not saying that they should do that, but I do think that Kyle Shanahan could do with just about anybody else what he did with Garoppolo because he did it with somebody who was just about anyone else when he got there. You know, they are a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. That seemed to be clear. And it's not that Garoppolo was the only player who made mistakes, but they put him in a position where to win that game, really all he needs to do, hit Emmanuel Sanders on that third down play. And the dude could not get it done. When it, the pressure was coming around him, that is when he panics. You need optimal conditions around him, and that's not going to happen all the way through a Super Bowl run. The issue they've got, though, is they're a quarterback away, but I don't know who the quarterback is that they're supposed to bring in that's going to fix things. Are you going to try to get one of those old dudes, Brady or Rivers, that's out here looking for somewhere to get a swan song? Do you want to be the one to have Willie Mays on the 73 Mets? I wouldn't want to be the one to do that. And what they going to wind up doing? Sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo and probably being a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, but I disagree with you guys. I think that they should feel confident that they could win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. Not with Jimmy Garoppolo as the key piece, but let's not pretend like they weren't in position to win the Super Bowl. There were plays that were made by the other team that were special that you can't expect to happen year in and year out. They like they dominated the NFC this season and kind of breezed through the playoffs. I think they're still a good team. You just can't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to carry you in those late moments, and I think they could get to a situation. They got to the situation now. But I know, in the fourth I know, quarter with a two-touchdown lead. They, they got close, Dominique, but what Bowie is saying about pressure kind of matters. They hit him for two games, and then when there was pressure yesterday, and there's going to be pressure at some point, 0 for 7, Dominique. I'm not saying it's always going to be that, but under pressure, 3rd and 15, what did Mahomes do? And that's the comparison point, because in that fourth quarter, that's what made the difference in that football game. Well, if Mahomes is the bar, everybody fold up your team. Like, stop it. (laughs) If Mahomes is the bar, I think they are good enough to win a championship with Jimmy Garoppolo. You can't feature him in the way that you would Mahomes, but maybe they can get him on a cheaper deal going forward and build around him. Let me ask you this. You think they would be good enough to win a championship with Kirk Cousins? Because I think most people would say Kirk Cousins is the dude you can't win a championship with. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not demonstrably better than Kirk Cousins is. Like that's, I mean, there are a set of dudes that you look at them and you see what the problem is. And that flaw becomes fatal. And one of them is if there is pressure, like pass rush pressure, and you throw interceptions with your eyes closed, I don't feel like that's something you can fix, man. The world has gone crazy. Did I just hear uh, what sounded like praise for Kirk Cousins? No. Or is it you, ju- it's indictment because it's compared to You Garoppolo. can't win with either of them dudes is what I'm trying to tell oh. you. And all those things I can say about Garoppolo, I can say about Kirk Cousins. And if I say them about Kirk Cousins, people are like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You say them about Garoppolo, they're still crossing their fingers on this dude like he ain't damn near 30 years old. Well, you can go through the history of all the Super Bowls and find plenty of Super Bowls that were won by system quarterbacks backs or game managers so i'm saying that it's possible it may be unlikely but it's possible to do but but if he's gonna make mistakes then he's not really a system quarterback he's not really a game manager and he had in this game one of those defenses that is required for you to win with a dude like that and even having that defense couldn't do nothing late when they needed them to throw the ball yeah mahomes mahomes small sample size back to mahomes small sample size 
Guys, I want to take you back to 1950 and a heartthrob named Tyrone Power. And you tell me if you think <laughs> this guy looks like Garoppolo, because is this the reason that everyone loves the handsome manatee idol looks <laughs> of uh, manatee? Uh, what is it? Did I say it wrong? Man- I'm a manatee. Manate- manatee. <laughs> what did I say there? Matinee idol. Matinee idol. is what I was going for. Right. I'm sorry. I'll say this. Nap. Get a yeah. nap. He looks like Jimmy Garoppolo, but he don't look like no Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Sure? Something about this ain't adding up. <laughs> Coming up next on my son Stevie show. I think what he really wants to do is kind of hamstring the Patriots. I think he knows where he's going to go, and I think it's not New England. Did Pat Mahomes deserve to be Super Bowl MVP? You guys know that was a bad game for Patrick Mahomes, right? Like statistically, turning the ball over a couple of times, fumbling, it just happened to go out of bounds. But that is not Mahomes at his best. And you can make the argument for Damian Williams if you want to just look at the running stats and the touchdown that closed it. But we all know why it is that the entire San Francisco region was backpedaling that fourth quarter. It ain't because they feared Damian Williams. It's because Travis Kelsey knew what was coming when he caught that pass to make it 20-17, to 17, which is, look out, here comes the avalanche. Now everyone in the building is scared, except the quarterback who is making everyone scared. Yeah, I think it would be unfair not to give it to Mahomes considering the precedent that we set for quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. But in actuality, the reason why they were still in that game was Chris Jones. Like, Chris Jones was the one making those pivotal plays. He's the one who caused the interception for Garoppolo in the first half. He's the one who made a big tackle on Mostert on a running play on a pivotal second-half possession. He's also the one who batted down that play-action pass that I think would have changed the trajectory of this game when Kittle was standing wide open behind him. He made all those plays to keep Patrick Mahomes in the situation so that he could have two clutch drives at the end. So I think Chris Jones's impact on the game certainly could get him MVP recognition. However... We live in a quarterback crazy world, and if you lead two scoring drives in the fourth quarter, you're going to get that trophy. Look, man, they had to get a Super Bowl MVP to somebody, and they couldn't give it to Kyle Shanahan on behalf of the Chiefs. Therefore, you're going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Like that, that, that's really what it comes down to. Most games do not have an actual player of the game, right? Like, if you didn't have to come up with it, we wouldn't be sweating this one. But this feels a lot to me like when the Patriots won that Super Bowl against the Eagles, where I thought that James White was probably, like, or was it the, whichever one, the James White one, it may have been the Falcons one, but that was the guy that I would have gone with and given him the prize to, right? I would have given him the Super Bowl MVP all those catches except for the fact that they're going to give that to Tom Brady after that happens that's what the name of the game is so Mahomes gets it and we're going to remember it down the line is just a Super Bowl MVP but this was probably the worst performance he's had as a professional so now where do you think Tom Brady will end up All right, so there's this Hulu ad, and I was really hoping that this was him breaking news. Tom Brady doing the news conference announcement thing of 2020. This is how I'm going to tell the world what I'm doing. I'm going to do it in this Hulu ad. Unfortunately, that's not what it was, but look at this. They say all good things must come to an end. So to my teammates, my family, and my fans, you deserve to hear this from me. Hulu doesn't just have live sports. According to the script they just gave me, Hulu also has your favorite cable channels plus the greatest shows, movies, and originals of all time. So it's time to say goodbye to TV as you know it. But me? I'm not going anywhere. 
The part that I find interesting about this, guys, is the Raiders are reported to be in play for Tom Brady, is the idea that through sources, the Kraft family that has told you we hope and pray and plan for Tom Brady to be back, he gets to write his own ending here. The Kraft family, people around the organization have leaked that the Patriots are offering $30 million a year. That is a clear PR ploy to make it look like Tom Brady might be greedy if he leaves there. I don't know where it is that he's going to end up, but the fact that he's testing the market this way, the fact that he's fooling around with it in a Hulu ad, the fact that he's saying, I'm going to enjoy free agency, he's going to troll us for a while longer before deciding whether he goes back there or not. Well, good for him. I'm happy. Get that money, as the ad says. He needs to do anything he can to milk all the money out of this and set up his post-career transition as a social media influencer. I'm fine with that if that's the Tom Brady he wants to be. And I think what he really wants to do is kind of hamstring the Patriots. I think he knows where he's going to go, and I think it's not New England. But by not announcing it, it puts the Patriots in a situation where they can't go after Teddy Bridgewater or they can't go after a serviceable replacement, and they're going to be in a bad spot next year, and Tom Brady is going to be in Vegas or L.A. or something, raking in more money and probably getting a lot of L's, too. Yeah, no, we've been doing this free agency thing as observers for too long to think that Tom Brady just all of a sudden go make this decision in this time period about where it is that he wants to play. Chances are he's already got this decision made in his mind. And I'm going to tell you this about the idea the Patriots offered him $30 million. Ian Rappaport said they'd offer him $30 million a year and Brady wants more money for weapons. How you going to do both of those things at the same time? I thought the whole point of them hometown discounts was so they could spend money on other people. It doesn't seem like you can do both. And if they did spend $30 million to bring him back to New England, how is Bill Belichick feeling about that one? Because that man knows good and damn well they no longer have a $30 million quarterback. So who's going to be the one that pays that? And hopefully you make the money in selling tickets and merchandise and everything else. But nobody who watched Tom Brady this year thinks he's a dude that's worth that kind of money. Dom, you think it's that sinister? You think it's that petty that Tom Brady is trying to do what Kawhi Leonard did to the Lakers? That he's going to do that to the team of two decades? I don't know. What else? What other reason do you have that they seem to be in the dark? If we all agree, which we do, we seem to agree that he already knows what he's going to do. Why are the Patriots still confused about it? It seems like he's trying to keep it under wraps for whatever reason. Maybe it's not intentionally to hamstring the Patriots, but it's certainly not to help them out. Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that thinks today should be a national holiday. Do you question? Uh, Stugat says Super Bowl Saturday. He's running on a platform of Super Bowl Saturday. You give us topics and events, we question them. Do you question the offensive PI call on George Kittle? Okay, this assumes some things because this wasn't going to be one of these games that gets decided by beating the Chiefs with field goals. And it's all that San Francisco had time to do at the end of the half. But after running the clock out, they get this play all of a sudden to put them in immediate scoring position. And it was usually something that a guy can get away with. But you can say that that second push there is the reason that he got. That was a really good throw, incidentally. That was right on the mark. Uh, but, yeah, we could go either way with this one. That one's not normally called, though, guys. They usually let something like that go. Nah, you can't do the full Heisman. Once they catch you right here with that one, they're going to call offensive pass interference just about every time. And it was offensive pass interference. Like, if they'd been in the phone booth and it was a little bit of pushing, but he doesn't get that arm all the way out, they'd wind up okay. But that one right there, they're going to call that.
Dan, I thought you were better than that. I thought you didn't buy into this DB hate culture that we have. The man <laughs> fully go. extended, locked his elbow, no, I'm not, and people I'm not, on the internet no, talk about I'm, I'm, maybe no, listen, bad call. I'm, he pushed I'm, them off. I'm not saying that it wasn't offensive pass interference. It absolutely was. And a lot of times, the offensive guys are the ones that are get away with that. The defensive guys never get away with that same kind of jostling. I mean, the rule is written as if the ball, when the ball's in the air, everyone has equal right to the ball. So let's relitigate all pass interference calls because that is not fair. That one in particular, I don't understand the speculation and the discussion on the internet. The man locked his arm and the ball dropped right in there. He created an advantage. Sorensen is running. Sorensen is running. And he just back, back twice. And everybody's like, well, I don't know. It was close. What the hell was close about it? Full extension, elbow lock, pass interference. No one is more Pass persecuted than the defensive spirits. back. Why y'all hate no us? One, no Why y'all hate is. DB so much? We don't do nothing but work hard. We just out here trying to make an honest living. Why you <laughs> want to make it so hard on us? Wait a minute. Are, are you saying that it worked out well, that Sorensen was the one in coverage, therefore the stiff arm went against him, and then the call came back around because you guys have a hard time getting love, and maybe that's what did it? Is that what you're saying? Is I don't that what know. You're saying? I don't know. Your eyes ain't lied to you. You can jump to that <laughs> conclusion that you want to jump to. However, Damn. I hate that certain DBs don't get them calls. <laughs> honey Badger, honey Badger would have just been on the ground. That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's what it is. Flags in pockets. <laughs> Seriously, though, Dominique, which one was more pass interference? That one or how Kyle Rudolph uh, got open so that they could advance? Which one was more? Whoa, oh, yeah. look at this. That how is... about this? They get the video immediately. <laughs> which one was more? Because they didn't call it there. That is absolutely pass interference. They should call it. What's that? Look, full extension. Oh, yeah, it's the Heisman. I don't understand. And look who's in coverage. <laughs> Do you question if there's anything Richard Sherman could have done differently? More DB slander we're going to partake in uh, very soon after Richard Sherman said he was tired of all of us making excuses for his greatness. You get some of this here in deciding moments. You don't see a lot of Richard Sherman getting beat this way with this kind of space and that clean a throw. And I defer to the defensive back on this one. After uh, Sammy Watkins thanked Devontae Adams for teaching him that this could be possible, uh, Dominique, what could Richard Sherman have done better there other than not be 30 years old against one of the fastest guys in the league? Well, they use Richard Sherman's best attribute against him. It's his intelligence. And when you are a defensive back, you're a corner out there, press man coverage. If a guy inside releases and he's the single side receiver, you're expecting some sort of inside breaking dig or inside breaking route. Richard Sherman forces the inside release and then swoops underneath to take away those in-breaking routes, and then he runs the fade. That's a tough pass. So in that situation, Richard Sherman fully acknowledges that he's leaving that open, but he's challenging Patrick Mahomes to make that pass and assuming that Sammy Watkins is not going to break back out because that's just – General wide receiver rules is if you have a fade, don't go inside because you tend to not have the speed to then get to the outside. But they did it in that situation in part because Richard Sermon used his intellect to gamble and he guessed wrong. Where is Revis? Oh, wow. How have we not heard okay. from him? How have we not heard from him? I think he made an allusion on Twitter to this but did not actually say anything. How did Revis not fire off a tweet right then and there? How did he not have the Super Bowl party down there in his sparse little basement where I guarantee <laughs> I know, it was, because, yeah. no. You hammered him for revealing his uh, weak accommodations, and so he just went straight into hiding. Look, I'm just saying, this seems like a perfect time for him to pop up and be like, I bet he wouldn't have done me like that. Time for the game that is still so happy for Andy Reid. See or no? 
you tell us what's on television, and I got that wrong that time. I think that was me. <laughs> no, it was perfect. Tonight at 7.30, Flyers and Red Wings. Not interested in the game, but I'm interested in the mic'd up sound of Kevin Hayes as he decides to let you look inside his soul, inside his mind, because he is critiquing himself here. Listen to this. I f- suck. I suck. I suck. I f- suck. I might f- retire. I'm the worst player in this league right now. Is great wired for sound. Uh, Dominique, why do you have such a pained expression on your face? I mean, because I was waiting. First of all, no, I'm not intrigued by this game, but I was waiting for the turn where he was going to score a goal and we're going to celebrate. He was hard on himself, but he bounced back like, no. Did he actually retire? Are we getting some follow-up reporting? Is he playing in the game tonight? (laughs) He is playing. Bomani, are you intrigued? You know, I got to say this, though. I assume that he's actually good because they did mic him up. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done that. And so, you know, this isn't actually true. But it would be better if he wasn't good and they did that just so the fans understood that he, too, recognizes that he sucks. (laughs) I know many of you don't think of Highly Questionable as a news-gathering organization, breaking news, TMZ. But we actually have some exclusive to this show sound of Jimmy Garoppolo mic'd up while throwing that ball to Emmanuel Sanders. We have that exclusive sound. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And here it is. Suck. Yeah, I suck. He's got a mysterious I accent. Suck. I <laughs> suck. He sounds a little different than I'm used to hearing him, but roughly the same. What? That was cold. I need America to know that wasn't my idea. <laughs> Me either. That show went by quick. Uh, check out Bomani Jones, The Right Time with Bomani Jones, his podcast, and also on High Noon. Dominic Foxworth, find him at The Undefeated. Thank you for watching. Uh, guys, forgive me for a second. Just one second. I got to go get something. Just one second. Poop emergency. Mm-hmm. Bubble hey, guts. Let me tell you something. You don't get up that fast to leave for one second. <laughs> if it was only going to take a second, you could take your time. Did I hear them doors open to slam? <laughs> <laughs>